This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to another episode of Thursdays with Trey. We are so grateful for you and your questions. We look forward to it and you keep us thinking throughout the week. As you may have noticed, Trey isn't with us this week, but we'll address a topic that has sparked many of your questions. With the midterms coming soon, we thought this was a good time to review the topic. And don't worry, Trey will be back with more of your questions next week. Have a great week. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for another Tuesdays with Trey. We are very grateful for your time, grateful that you would listen, grateful for your feedback. There's been a lot of talk recently about voting rights or more aptly put, I think, the ease with which we should be able to vote. I mean, we do hear that phrase a lot, voting rights. I think when you peel it all away, the conversation really is about how easy it should be to vote. And um, so it's a little more nuanced than just simply voting rights. I'm not. And if I'm wrong, somebody let me know. I'm not aware of any great efforts to restrict who is eligible to vote. Again, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But I'm not aware of efforts to restrict eligibility. I am aware And there are movements to make more people eligible to vote, to remove some of the barriers to these qualifications to vote, such as I'm aware of movements to allow convicted felons to vote. I am aware of movements that would allow people who are currently incarcerated to vote, allowing non-citizens to vote, allowing even people under the age of 18 to vote. So I do hear a bit about expanding the universe of who is eligible to vote. I do not hear much about restricting or narrowing eligibility, but maybe I'm not running in the right circles. So if I'm missing something, you let me know. Most of the debate is over the ease with which we cast our votes. And if it's not you know, super easy. Some people believe that per se, that means it's discriminatory and therefore rooted in racial animus. Whether you can vote for weeks and weeks beforehand, whether you have to show an ID or not show an ID, whether you can get by with just presenting a bill with your name on it or anything that proves you are who you indeed purport to be. You hear a lot of conversations about, you know, boxes on street corners where you can deposit your ballot, whether you have to sign your ballot, whether you're assigned an identification number and have to write that on your ballot. And those are all matters, 
I would argue, that contribute to the ease or lack of ease in the exercise of your right, but not the right itself. And I suppose maybe, you know, there could be a robust debate over whether, you know, drive-through voting booths should be open 24 hours a day like a Taco Bell. But again, that to me is a convenience issue. I mean, is it really discriminatory if that drive-through voting booth is only open 12 hours a day? I mean, if if it's not open 24 hours, does that mean somebody is rooted in racial animus and wants to deny you your right to vote? I I don't think so. As you may recall, I had quite the odyssey when it came to voting in November of 2020, waiting in line for hours and hours. And it was obviously COVID was a big part of that. And part of that is the fact that I'm just not very smart and I didn't realize I could go across the street and vote in about 10 minutes, what they call absentee, or I could go to Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium and spend hours and hours waiting in line to vote. Um, But thank goodness there's not a common sense test uh, test applied in Spartanburg County. So I sat there and waited in line and so did everyone else. It was the most beautiful mosaic of my hometown. And of course, as you may recall, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking we are for the most part waiting in line to cancel one another's votes out. I mean, the country's 50, 50, but there were, there were hundreds and hundreds of people doing exactly what I was doing. And yes, the lines were long. They were long for everyone. Not, not, I mean, wasn't any one group singled out. If you wanted to vote early in the midst of COVID with all the safeguards and protocols, you're going to wait. I don't know anyone who wants to vote, is eligible to vote, and yet has some impediment to the exercise of that vote. We hear about that a lot. I don't know a single person. So if there is a person who wanted to vote in 2020, and did everything reasonably asked of them to do and, and still was somehow disenfranchised, then you need to let me know because I don't know a soul. The other thing we hear a lot about is the criminal justice system. And we hear folks calling for bond reform and sentencing reform and police reform, every kind of form you can imagine, except we don't hear much about reforming the very reason that we need a criminal justice system, which is the people actually committing the crimes. We hear a lot about reforming the system as a whole or certain components within the system, but we don't hear a whole lot. We don't hear a whole lot about reforming the folks responsible for our needing a criminal justice system. But I've been focused on something for several weeks now. So the greatest impediment to someone being able to vote? What would be the greatest impediment to someone being able to vote? What's also the greatest impediment to being able to fully and actively participate in a fair and just public safety system? Can I somehow merge these two categories? The greatest impediment to voting rights, the greatest impediment to being able to fully and actively participate in a fair justice system? And then the answer hit me again. 
Wait right there. We'll have more next. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I want you to think about a young woman working her way through graduate school. She's working at a furniture store as she studies and prepares for a career in architectural design. Doing exactly what we tell people to do. Work hard, plenty of ingenuity, make a better life for yourself, find what you're passionate about, pursue it. She's stabbed to death by a man out on bond accused of serious crimes who was recently released from jail in California and should not have been released. It was a bench warrant out for him in another state. And so we sit there and see this beautiful 24-year-old life taken, her right to vote, her right to participate in the electoral system, her right to a fair justice system. That, to me, is forever impeded. Having to wait 30 minutes in line, having to get your water from someone who's apolitical as opposed to one of the political parties, not being able to vote 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Those are not impediments. That may be ease, but it's not an impediment. Being dead is an impediment to your voting rights. I'm Trey Gowdy, and we'll have more coming up. How about think about a young woman just waiting on a subway, waiting on a platform for a subway in New York City? If you're talking about rights, she has the right to access public transportation. And there she was waiting to exercise that right. And a man pushed her onto the tracks and killed her. The man who pushed her, the man who killed her, should have been in prison or a mental hospital. But he wasn't. He was on that platform and pushed her, her to her death and her right to vote. It's not just inconvenienced. It's impeded forever. And so, too, with a young woman waiting for a bus in Pennsylvania. Again, she has the right to access public transportation, doesn't she? She has the right to be there. She has the right to wait on a bus. And she's shot and killed by a man who is subject to a court order telling him to stay away from her. So if you ask me, she not only has the right to wait on a bus to get home from work, she's got the right to be left alone and not threatened with violence. She's got the right to vote, too. Maybe she wanted to vote for people that would be a little tougher on folks that were subject to orders of protection. But her right to vote is forever impeded because she is dead. And then there's the young woman who was attending college in New York. You have the right to pursue an education. You have the right to walk on streets in New York without being accosted. There she was, the flower of her youth, an aspiring musician, stabbed to death over a cell phone. That's four people in a short span of time who will never be able to exercise any of their rights 
because they are dead. And I don't hear the outrage. I, I, I don't hear the outrage in the voice. I don't see the outrage on the faces of politicians who want to compare having to show a voter ID to Jim Crow laws. I heard the president make a couple of oblique references to the American people and what he thinks they want during his press conference. He said the American people wanted three squares and to be safe. And that's not a phrase we hear a lot. Three squares, not anymore. So I took note of it. He actually said it twice. The American people want three squares and to be safe. And then he spent far more time talking about people who might have to show an ID to vote or people who might not be able to vote for months and months and months before an election or people that he is worried are going to maybe get thirsty waiting in a voting line. All of that outrages him. All of that. Meanwhile, he doesn't name a single person who didn't vote because they got too thirsty or didn't name a single person who couldn't vote because the state might allow two weeks of early voting instead of four weeks. He didn't name a single one. There are four women whose right to vote has been forever impeded. And those are just four recently. God knows how many people have been victimized by the crime surge going on in this country. That's just four that have forever lost the right to vote. So, Mr. President, name someone that you think had their right to vote impeded. We got four on our side, four that we can tell you, four in the course of about two weeks. And I just don't hear the outrage. All of our rights are important. I cannot imagine wanting to vote and being denied my right. I cannot imagine being falsely accused of a crime or being falsely imprisoned or sentenced to a prison sentence longer because of the color of my skin. All of those things would be terrible. And we should not allow them and we should not sit quietly by while that happens. My question is, what about the right to just keep living? That is the right from which all other rights spring. And when that right is being abridged and when that right is being impeded and when that right is being thwarted, ended, where is the outrage? So that's what I want us to think about when we see these politicians that get so upset that maybe, maybe, maybe. You have to squeeze your vote in in two weeks instead of four weeks. Or maybe you have to drop your ballot off and can't have somebody go harvest it for you. And all of the outrage associated. Get them to name a single person who wanted to vote in 2020, but did not or could not. And then see what their answer is. For these four women or any others that you know that have been victimized as part of this crime surge that is impacting our country. Yeah, the right to vote is important. It's just not quite as important as the right to stay alive. We'll see you next week on Tuesdays with Trey. 
please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast on Apple Podcast or at foxnewspodcast.com. You've been listening to the Trey Gowdy Podcast on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.